The thing I want to invite y'all to do is if there are people in your life who are your dear friends, right? And you haven't made sure that they know just how important they are to you. If you might've let them drift a little far or whatever it is, like, don't be scared to romantically woo them back. Don't be scared to make massive declarations. I want us to be so much more bombastic in how we celebrate and uplift our friendships to their face. I'm Autumn Brown, a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise and consultant in name only, living on Dakota and Anishinaabe land, currently known as Minneapolis. And I'm Adrian Marie Brown, a near enemy of celebrity culture, student of miracles and love, emergent strategist and pleasure activist living in the land of the Shikori, Skarure, Tuscarora, and Lumbee peoples. This is How to Survive the End of the World. Our podcast about learning from apocalypse with grace, rigor, and curiosity. <laughs> You're so weird. You're so weird. <laughs> You're so much weirder than me. Um, but how are you? Uh, <laughs> weird and getting weirder every day. Um, look, here's the deal. Tell me. The excellence of my life can't be disrupted. Ooh. That's what's up. I've had a really, um, oh, (laughs) my life was so dope that it could not end. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Um, like I have had one of those weeks where like someone's fucking like coming for me and they can't, Mm. they can't, they can't get me. Mm. Mm. That's that's Mm. the week I've had. You're like, Aikido moves. Literally. I'm like, <laughs> Aikido moves. Aikido is such a good life skill. Yeah. Um, it's an amazing life skill. <laughs> it's, it's truly an amazing life skill. Um, <clears throat> let's see. That's great. Yeah. No, I'm, I love I'm doing good. I've, I've had like a, a really, um, like one of those weeks where um, despite some drama unfolding, mm-hmm. like in in proximity to me I have been able to remain like I've been able to like practice containment and support myself be supported and really Mm. feel the boundary of like the drama is not in my life actually you know um and that's I love that fucking cool um yeah and it's like I fucking mowed my lawn yesterday Mm. my yard looks gorgeous I'm just, I'm in a weirdly good mood here at the end of this week. How are you? Mm. Mm. Um, I am similarly feeling pretty great today. Um, <laughs> and I feel like it's been like the week has had every, like I just keep, I'm like, oh, that was every feeling again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, you said that like two times ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that what happens actually is, Living in the present, um, like learning to be present with the present, right? So I feel it's like so much of my practice right now is like being in the present moment. And so being available to like what's happening right now, like not, you know, living in my past and not living in some projected future, but like in this moment, oh, I feel what's happening in this moment. And so it's like, something will happen, you know, I'll receive communication and I'll be like, oh, I'm crying. I'm feeling so much feeling. Mm. And then I'll receive the next communication. I'm like, oh, delight, wonder, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, some huge things happened this week, including uh, I was at the Allied Media Conference and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Last weekend. It's weird. It was, yeah, last weekend. And it was very like, there's always this like stepping into utopia experience of that, of just like, these are all the best humans and they're doing the most interesting things. And I got to be back in Detroit for the first time since leaving. And it was just wonderful. And then I came home to my home in Durham and it was just like my home in Durham is also wonderful. Uh And I've got such incredible humans here that I adore. And I got to see so many, like 
I'm doing more hosting and going places. Yeah. So I had dinner with other people, I think four out of the five nights this week. I went and got my nails done with one of my friends. I'm getting my hair did. Like just being a neighbor with neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, and for someone like me, that's kind of like, it's awe-inspiring. It's like, I'm, I'm, wow. I'm wowed by all this, you know, this how great humans are. Socializing. Yeah, and I realized midweek that it was, I got the edits back for one of my books. And because I was just in Detroit, the third book in the trilogy was like bang, bang, banging on my door. Like the whole, you know, now the cityscape is like also the storyscape. And so there were viewpoints and perspectives that I was like, oh, this has to be in the third book. And then I was catching up with different people and, you know, reminded of the new ancestors that have come into being in this past few years. Yeah. And yeah, so there's just a lot that feels really ripe. Um, and so I was like, okay, it's time. It's here. It's time. I can feel it. So I did my social media break, basically. I told folks, like, I'm going to step off. That's why you did that. I was just like, what That's are you That's why I did that. You're like, on? why are you posting like, every single meme? I'm like the person who knows you, but like, why? I don't even, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know I'm like who like what book are you working on what are we talking about now you're like what's happening girl yeah. what so yeah so the third book in the Grievers trilogy is the one that's gonna get boom, the business boom. and today I just sent back the edits to the second one so I'm like great mm-hmm. that one is heading into the world and fuck yeah Oof. yeah um well done, sister. yeah thank you okay well this is a good place for us to move into conversation but first Flumava. Let's flim away. (laughs) I will go first. Okay. Because my flumava is like incredibly specific. I just discovered cauliflower crust pizzas. Ooh. And I just want. (laughs) (laughs) I just want the world to know that like. It is possible to have a delicious pizza where the crust is not made of wheat, which I never believed until last night. Um, It's not, it's now, it's not the same. It's obviously not the same, but it is. It's cauliflower. It's cauliflower, but it is delicious. And so if Mm. anyone's um, thinking about it, I bought um, the brand that I bought was from my local co-op and it was called Cala Power. Um, oh, cute. It's very cute. cute. And I'm going to like make another one tonight, I think, because I'm on a roll. Wow. I'm in I'm awe. really proud of I'm you. I'm in awe of um, myself for trying it. And I'm also in awe of like um, human ingenuity. Mm, yes. Go That's off. What it is. Well, and it, I will say <laughs> on you this. You were looking at me like, well, what's the awe part? <laughs> no, not at all. Actually, actually. <laughs> I've similarly been having this whole period of my life where after years of ridiculing people for all these alternative whatevers, that um, was me. I finally realized that I was like, oh, I need those alternative exactly. whatevers. And I've been so wrong and so mean and such a jerk and such a, you know, I just, I'm sorry, everyone. Anyway. So, Apologies, vegans. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. I just, I wasn't, you know, I was, I was doing the thing, right? Um, which actually pivots great into my flume of awe, which is like ableism um, <laughs> is not awful, you know, full of awe, but disability justice is awe. It's yes. Awe, okay. Yes. So awe, yes. So my flume of awe is at the AMC, there were Serpent with Feet Ooh. performed, who I kept calling Serpent Fire the entire time because there's a tarot reader that I night. Anyway, everybody kept correcting Being me like, the whole night. I was like, Serpent Fire! Amazing. They're like, yes, but also Serpent with with Feet, feet. who we're listening to, is also amazing. Um, Anyway, so, (laughs) but after, so there was a surprise for me, which was that this little baby DJ, DJ Amorphous, who is literally um, one of the two DJs that got me through the pandemic, Um, DJ Amorphous and DJ uh, Uh D-Nice, were the ones who like could do what I needed to do. So surprise, DJ Amorphous was there in person DJing at the Saturday night party of the AMC. And I oh be- had friends who encouraged this behavior in me, pulled up a chair right by the DJ booth and sat right up front in the middle of the dance floor, chair dancing my ass off. And it's important because 
I recently have just been sitting with the huge grief of how much I miss dancing Aww. and particularly being on a dance floor. Yeah. Like it moved, it's been moving me to tears lately that I'm like, that's such a huge part of my personality. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, there's a way yeah. of getting lost on the dance floor in a certain way is such a huge thing for me. And I was just kind of like, oh, I guess I can't do that anymore. And I was like, oh no, I totally, totally can. did that. That just happened, right? Um, and I was... And I was like, my abs were sore, my hips were sore. like, I really moved. All the parts of me that could move were moving, mm-hmm. but I wasn't in a devastated knee situation. And yes. people came and danced with me. People came and twerked on me. Like, okay. people like sprinkled me with water and there called is, me iconic. There and is an advantage it was to being lower down to the ground than other people on a dance floor. Ooh, so much booty. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was great for me. Um, but it was also one of those moments where I was like, oh, oh, this is a glimpse of like how I want the world to feel like there was no, it just, I didn't feel like I had to be separate from anything mm-hmm. that was happening mm-hmm. in, in just because of my knees, just because of my pain. I'm so was like, happy for you. It was fantastic. Um, and today I just got a frame TV, <laughs> which I've been wanting. <laughs> See, you, I'm going to do one later for the, the other thing. Um, so y'all, so Autumn is laughing at me because I can never find just one thing that's great. It's always a list, and I think that's a good no, it's problem. It's great. It's great. It's like yeah. a good. Uh, it's a. It's a really wonderful thing about your personality. I just love things. <laughs> you so love things. I have been wanting this frame TV tell the, tell, since I heard tell about the it. People, what a frame so TV is? It's a TV that when it's not on, it is a piece of art. It had like you can you can pick whichever piece of art you want to be the still shot and you just hit the button like the power button you just click it once and and instead of going to off it goes to whatever piece of art exactly right Mm -hmm. so and then you get to build up your art you know collection basically of what you want to put there now I have to I got the like leg mounts I have to have someone come and mount it on the wall for me so it can really go off because that's the the thing is when it's on the wall it's really mm -mm. then people are like Oh my God, I thought it was a painting. They're like, I did not know you knew Picasso like this. You know, I'm like, yes. Well, not Picasso. Who do I want? I'm really, I've like been thinking about like, oh, who are all the artists? You want want Frida Kahlo. I want Kahinde Wiley. (laughs) But yeah, so yes, like I'm just like, I want modern, black, incredible art on my wall. Like, and Frida. So Frida, my whole bathroom is dedicated to Frida already. So I feel like. That's real. So anyway. So I feel awe that such a thing exists. It feels like people are really understanding, like those of us who are like, I don't want to, I don't want any space dominated by a television, even if I do need to watch television Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. All right, here we go. So I'm so excited about this conversation we're about to have because this whole season keeps kind of winding in different directions like we made a list of what we thought we were going to speak about but then each episode we're like wait we actually need to talk about this thing (laughs) and this is one of those where it was like we need a deep dive on friend love and yes it turns out bell hooks has a ton of things to say about friend love um and also like we wanted to just talk to each other. <laughs> so we noticed that like we've been a little bit in a pattern of like interviewing mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. um, because we've been interviewing others. And so it kind of has become a default behavior. But we're like, what if we don't interview each other? What if we just talk about friendship? Love? Yeah. So we're excited because we're not going to ask. We're not. We, we didn't prep any questions for this conversation. I don't have to ask you shit. <laughs> I don't have to ask you shit. Um, yeah. But what we are going to do, let's let's. But you might ask me about my shit because that's one thing. That's one do thing often. friends do. So what I think we should do because we've got these quotes that you found and pulled for us. Yeah. I think we should just take turns reading some of these quotes. What do you think? Let's do, let's it. do it. Bam! Um, I'll start, and then let's just go tag back and forth. These are things that um, Bell Hooks had to say about friendship love. Love is a combination of care, commitment, knowledge, responsibility, respect, and trust. To love well is the task in all meaningful relationships, not just romantic bonds. Satisfying friendships in which we share mutual love provides a guide for behavior in other relationships, including romantic ones. 
Friendship is the place in which a great majority of us have our first glimpse of redemptive love and caring community. Learning to love in friendships empowers us in ways that enable us to bring this love to other interactions with family or with romantic bonds. Loving friendships provide us with a space to experience the joy of community in a relationship where we learn to process all our issues, to cope with differences and conflict while staying connected. Mm. It's so good. So good. <laughs> it's so good. And I feel like um, with a lot of Bell Hooks's writing and particularly with it in this book, I find that each time I come back around to it, it's like, ooh, I understand this in a whole nother way now, right? So the first time I read this back in, oh, God, I guess college. <laughs> like, oh, I was a baby. Um, but the first time I read this, it was like, you know, friendship was like, for me, and I think for us, probably we share some of this. It's like we moved every two years. So it was like friendship was something that was like, oh, hey, who are my people here? Great. Let's drop in. Let's share everything with each other. And then when I move on, like we may or may not nice stay in Nice knowing touch. you. It's been great knowing you. <laughs> yeah. Like, And so I knew how to do depth um, for two years at a time. And then moving into college was like, okay, I had my first experience of starting to build friendships that lasted longer than that. And those friendships, a huge number of them, um, I think probably in my inner circle, two thirds of those people came from That's right. that college experience, mm -hmm. right? Are still some of my closest people. We have gone through falling in love, falling out of love, surviving cancer, losing parents, losing grandparents, losing babies, everything. Yeah. Like we have, and, and raising children, um, covering each other's financially, helping each other out of debt. Um, like, and all through it being like, wait, how do I get to know myself? How do I understand who I am? Mm -hmm. We've all put each other onto like, oh girl, therapy. Ooh, right. Oh, therapy. Uh, ooh. ooh, somatics. <laughs> ooh, Buddhism. Ooh, you know, like we, we're like, we are all gonna level up together here, y'all. And, you know, and along the way, I have found other friends, but these relationships are the most precious, longstanding relationships of my life. And it's not what I was raised to think would be those relationships necessarily, but it's something I'm so grateful for now. Like as romance moves in and through my life, I never feel alone. I never am alone, right? I'm always in a community that intimately knows and understands me, helps me understand myself and and who I care for so deeply. Like it's joyful responsibility with these people. Yeah, just like piggybacking off of what you were saying about the the duration of yeah. friendship, you know, or having friendships of duration be something that like didn't get introduced to us until we were in college. I yeah. think one of the things that I've noticed, um, especially in the last five years when I've been going through some of like the hardest parts of my adulthood has been yeah. like some of the fear that is aroused in being known, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like, um, I was just, I just had this really incredible exchange with my bestie yesterday because I was, you know, going through some fuck shit and I was voxing her about it. And she was like, yeah. and she boxes me back and she is like, oh yeah. And I see this, this, that, and the other thing happening in your pattern. And I got real defensive yeah. and I was like, you just made me mad. Blah, 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 blah. And she was like, yep. I'm so glad you told me that I made you mad. And also here's the truth of what I see. And I was like, I know you're right. I know you're right. Okay. You know what I mean? It was like, it was an amazing, it's so it was good. such an amazing exchange. Cause she's like, cause we've reached that point in the relationship where like, we both are like we've we have grown up so much together that we yes. we both are capable of uh, of informing when we're angry, and we are yes. both capable of receiving feedback and being like, yeah, thank you. I always want to know, and we're both capable of being like, I see you're mad, and I'm holding my ground because I love you. Exactly. <laughs> so one of my dear friends, I call neighbor because we decided that even though we technically don't live anywhere near each other. Our relationship is that of neighbors. Like we're like we check on each other morning, noon, and night. <laughs> like, and we're really oh, like I love in it. That. 
It's so sweet. So we're like, hey, neighbor, good morning. You know, mm-hmm. what are you working on today? All the things. And um, but we have we give each other sometimes feedback. where We'll be like, look, don't punch me. OK, but I need to say, <laughs> right, I need to tell you and this might make you want to punch me. Yeah. But I need to say. Yeah. Right. And so we know like when we get that little forward, it's like, OK, what's coming is probably going to be hard to hear. Real truth. Real truth. Yes. OK. And of course, you know, we also have taught each other everything we've learned. So I shared the assessment model from somatics where it's like, this is my assessment. This is what I see. It's not the truth. You know, you're the person who knows your truth. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you. But what I can say can reflect back to you is this. And it might make you want to punch me, but here's what I think. Or, you know, if one of us, and this is true in almost all my friendships now, if any of us are like gung-ho, like, hey guys, I'm fine and I'm going to do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Then the other person can be like, okay, just due diligence, due diligence. Just want to double check that we've dotted the I's and crossed the T's and you're not going to, this isn't going to be like jumping off a waterfall you know, that you can't handle or whatever, right? And it's so helpful because um, at least (laughs) for me, what I've noticed, my pattern is actually, there's almost always that period of like, oh, this is hard and I'm feeling the hard thing. And then way too fast, I want to be like, I'm good. (laughs) It was fine. (laughs) It's fine, right? And I want to- Look at my resilience. I was like, did you guys notice today how resilient I am? <laughs> I got a cup. It says Adrian was resilient again today. What? <laughs> so, or whatever it is, right? And then my friends, like, I think that's the secret of friendship in some way that I didn't understand until probably my 30s was it's not, a, and we talked about this with the pressure testing a relationship, you know, mm-hmm. a few while, a few episodes ago. I think the same is really true for me with friendship where it's like, until it's pressure tested, until you've gone through, maybe, maybe we are not friends. Maybe, are we going to be able to grow through this moment? Mm-hmm. Can we learn to fight? Can we be really real with each other? Can we risk saying something that the other person doesn't want to hear but needs to hear? Can we keep our friends from going off a ledge? Can we also recognize that we can't save anybody? You know, can we do all of yeah, that? Yeah, because one of the things I was going to say when you're talking about that assessment piece is that that is also like the one of the things that's most powerful about friendship love to me is the ability to fly off the handle fall off the cliff you know to fail in yes. in in relationship to maybe your higher self in mm-hmm. in view of someone who knows you and sees that you're doing it and then experience that that person is loving you anyway and like, mm-hmm. and not loving you despite what you just did, but just yes. that person is like, I'm just extending love towards you while I yes. watch you, you know, maybe, maybe you're making a mistake again that you've made before. Maybe you're having to learn a lesson <laughs> that you've don't want to keep yeah. learning. And I see that and I love you. I still love yes. you. And it, it's like the stakes are really different. I feel like inside of friendship love, because I mean, and maybe this is something we can dig into a little bit here is like, what are some of the, what are some of the differences in how we love friends versus how we love family members or how we love partners? And I think one of the things that I notice in my friendships is even in friendships that are long lasting, there is an absolute absence of obligation inside the relationship. And, you know, with you know, it's not always the case within our familial, biological, whatever relationships or within our romantic relationships that there's like a sense of obligation. But I think it's a lot easier for the feeling of obligation to enter those spaces in part because of Mm -hmm. like societal constructs around nuclear family, societal constructs around like marriage and long-term partnership and those things. It's like there's a whole set of, weirdly, there's also like a whole set of like economic, social, cultural frameworks that like kind of circumscribe what those relationships are quote unquote supposed to look like. But friendship is actually, you know, there's memoirs, but there's not like, there's not like, I don't, I don't feel like in my life I've witnessed the same kinds of economic, societal, you know, or otherwise like constraints applied to what a friendship is supposed to be. And for that, partly for that, there is that absence of obligation and a lot of freedom to map 
together? Like, what is, what is our friendship? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, I'm trying to think of that. I'm like, does that feel true for me? I feel like in the way that you're talking about, like legal obligation, absolutely. Like expectations. And I feel like the place where I learned that I shouldn't feel obligated in relationship has been in friendships where, because I came in like, oh, like I'm, I'm supposed to do what you want me to do. How do I make you happy? How do I rescue you? How do I over, like I've created conditions of obligation in several of my friendships that I've had to then learn from and heal from, Mm -hmm. right? That Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm creating this condition where (laughs) like I'm trying to act like I'm totally responsible for what happens or doesn't happen with this person's life. And it's been through good pushback and navigating and wrestling and really deep, honest conversations that I've been able to recognize that pattern, which of course shows up in both familial and romantic spaces as well, right? But friendship was the space that felt safe enough for me to try on actually being myself and recognizing I had those patterns and being like, I can unlearn them. And, you know, in um, Emergent Strategy, I think we, I wrote about the idea of co-evolution through friendship, which my friends Jody and, and Danny and I, we talk about being the woes and we're like, this is what we're actively doing. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like that's what I'm doing with most of my close friends. It's Just like, for our listeners, um, <clears throat> woes is working on excellence. Working on excellence, right? So just this idea that in a lifetime, you are constantly changing and evolving and growing and that friendship can be a container where you're doing that together, that you're like, I'm not going to leave anyone behind here. Um, We're not going to leave anyone behind here. We don't talk about each other in a gossipy way. Like if we talk about each other, it's to figure out like, how do we make sure this person is receiving the most compassionate, loving support right now? Right. And like checking in sometimes on like reality, you know, like there's definitely been more like, like, did you see this? Is this okay? We need to have a moment. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned this also that a lot of my friendships happen either in groups or in tri- tri- triads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and there's something about the that nature also that feels really sacred to me that I'm like, oh, I love the my one on one friends. And a lot of, you know, I'm like, I tend to do both. Like, even if it's like there's a trio of us and I'm also, you know, still cultivating the one-on-one connections with people. But that idea that's like, I'm not going to stay the same. I'm not committing to stay the same. I shouldn't stay the same. I want to grow. I want to be better. Mm -hmm. And I want to do that in relationship with other people. Um, I also wanted to like talk about the aspect of like friendships going in and out in a way that I think, at least for me, other relationships don't tend to do quite like this where there'll be friendships where it's like, oh, we're really close. We're really tied in maybe geographically or Mm -hmm. just, you know, because of what's happening in our lives in a given moment. It'll be like a deep tying in. And then like a friendship can drift. And sometimes it can be like, oh, we've grown apart. And I don't feel a bitterness or a heartache about it because it's like, yeah, it's okay. Like we really served each other's friendship needs and purpose in a certain period of our lives. And now that's shifted. And with the closest friends, it's like, we might drift out of daily contact, mm-hmm. but whenever we sit down, it's like, okay, but we're dropping right back down to where we know how to be yeah. and picking up there. And I've had several friendships do that cycle of kind of drifting apart and then coming back and being like, oh, it's so exciting to see you again. Yeah. And it's so exciting to realize like, yeah, I really want this friendship right now. Um I find that to be so relaxing, yeah. right? That it's just like, ah, oh. <laughs> yeah. like I can trust that. I have to say, I similarly, I feel like one of the things that I look for, because in part because of the fact that I'm a Sagittarius, but also in part because of how my life is set up, I, yes. I orient more, I think, to the kinds of friendships where we can go for quite a bit of time without contact and then resume mm. contact without a ton of preamble or need to like, you know... Um, you know, so I think almost all of my closest relationships are like that. And also I do have some friendships where, um, where one of the things that I've been able to identify, um, with, with, with those friends is like, if I disappear, that's a sign, right? That's a sign. That's that's a sign to come looking for me and to keep 
kind of like poking the bear until yeah. you until you hear back from me because because I think for you know for some of us again that like the the pain of being fully witnessed in what some of the things are that we are dealing with inside of our lives can mean that as things get harder we actually yeah. lean away from friendship, right? Like that, That's that right. was one of my big learnings going through my divorce, right? Was that yes. like once I, once I hit divorce territory, I had to open up the curtains so that all of my closest folks could see what was actually happening inside my marriage, yeah. which was so yeah. hard for me because I had yeah. spent so much time being like, yeah, friends, it's all normal and healthy and feminist. And it's like, no, it was not any of those things. Right. And so like, I, I realized in that time of my life, how much I had been kind of like falsely intimate with my friends, even my closest friends. Mm. And then had to, and I still have to do this, right. Of like noticing like, Oh, if things are hard, then I, sometimes I'm, I'm behiding those hard things. But then I have now brought, because I have really good judgment when it comes to friendships, I've yes. surrounded myself now with the folks who know to come banging at the yeah. door until yes. I'm like, okay, actually, blah, blah, blah is happening, right? That's right. So, that's really yeah, good. I think that's interesting. But there was something you said, oh, about um, drifting apart, coming back together, because there's also that element about rupture. Um, yes. like Like, just the fact that... <laughs> In a way that, like, most people, like, when you have, okay, no, let me say this in a way that's not generalizing. I'm just thinking about my own experience, (laughs) right, of, like, romantic rupture versus friendship rupture. Mm -hmm. And, like, how, um, like, in my life, I have had a couple of friendships rupture where I knew, where I had a felt sense of like, that's, this isn't about me. Yeah. In a way that I couldn't have inside of romantic relationships. If that makes sense. Ah, uh, yes. Like, it does make sense. Or I totally get like that. there's, or there's a way that you can kind of go through a rupture with a friend where you can maybe see your own stuff more clearly. You can each see yes. your own stuff a little bit more clearly in a way that yes. I think it tends to be messier in family and in romantic relationships. And I think about like, like I had a really, really deep friendship through college and after that, where there was a rupture in the friendship. And Mm. then we went probably a good, I don't know, seven or eight years without seeing each other. And we never became close friends again. But when we reconnected years later, it was just like, there was like such humor and delight in the ability to reconnect and not be holding anything about what happened in the past because we were like, yeah, we were basically young and messy and, you know, (laughs) and like, you know, and I think that there's something, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that there's, whether it's drifting or rupture, there's something about the kind of recovery of relationship you can experience with a friend that is really special and in my, at least in my lived experience, doesn't require as much work necessarily because yeah. maybe because there's like less, um, it's like, in, I guess for me, it, I felt, I have felt in those places where there's been rupture or drifting and a reconnection that at the point of reconnection, I'm still not having to make myself any smaller in order to be here. Oh. I love that. I mean, I think that that's like the sign of good friendship always, right? It's like, oh, my whole self is welcome here. Yes. That's actually the only friendship I'm interested in. And, you know, I have definitely also experienced that friendship rupture, um, a friendship heartbreak, you know. Mm-hmm. I've had friendships where I realized that we were no longer compatible friends. Um, I've had um, one in particular dear, dear friend who kind of just ghosted and it was like, it's still one of the most heartbreaking things in my life. You know, like I think about it regularly and I um, I like extend energy to this person regularly because I'm just like, I love you. And like tomorrow, if this person (laughs) reaches back, I'm just like, we don't even have to talk about it. (laughs) I'm just here, you know, but 
I also feel like there's been that that idea of like what can be recovered. I feel like, oh, we're going to grow from whatever we try to do if we can recover this. Right. And <clears throat> there's something else that I want to bring in, which is like, I feel like it's taken me a long time to learn boundaries in general in my life. And I feel like friendships, often through those drifting and the ruptures and all that kind of stuff is how I have really learned to articulate boundaries, to um, feel like, oh, wait, hold on. Like, I need a boundary here or there. I feel something like there's a wall between us. What does something shift that I don't I need to know about? Yeah. Like being able to get really into the subtleties of the emotional connection as it moves and changes and being able, being with people where I'm like, are you willing to talk about that? And, you know, can we talk about the connection between us? Right. And one of the big boundary ahas I had, which again, took me a while, was like, I don't sleep with my friends. <laughs> and some people I know <laughs> do, it's right? Important. It's important. But for me, um, and, and it's not that I have, you know, it's like I, I have friends who I have slept with. Right. But in general, as a practice, there's a big like, oh, you know, what becomes possible in the friendship for me is much deeper if it's not imbued with the question, that question, <laughs> you know, of like, totally. is this something else or is this this, right? Yeah. I'm like, for me, I really need those lines to be fairly clear. And for other people, I know there's other boundaries, you know, like for some folks I know as they become sober, they're like, I really need my friendships to be sober spaces. Yeah. And sometimes that means letting friendships go or letting them become much less frequent. Um, I know people who go through major changes in their romantic or familial relationships that then dictate, oh, because, you know, it, you know, I'll speak from the eye again, like, I have had a number of romantic relationships that were super, super isolating. Yeah. Like, and that's on me as much as on the other person. Like, I just tend to be like, you know, because of how, because we were raised by two people who were like, it's us. It's us. <laughs> we it's, are traving the world. Yeah, it's just us. It's just us. And they still are like, they work together, live together, play together. It's Joan Didion. It's like, that's just what's up. Yeah. <laughs> and they really enjoy each other's company. Um, and that's wonderful for them. But I tend to repeat that pattern. And a lot of times my friends are the ones who are like, hold on, you know, that's not who you are, yeah. right? So just don't forget that you you want to stay connected. And I feel like in the past seven, eight years, I've really gotten that, that I'm like, I don't drop my friends when I move into relationship with others. Mm -hmm. And if the isolation starts kicking in, like they all know, They're you know like, everybody <laughs> knows like, okay, hey, hold on. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Because that's not that's not how you'd be, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, if I if people can't do that with me, I'm like, I don't want it. The other thing I want to say. Oh yeah, <laughs> is, I'll just sorry. Yeah, say no, say something here, really, and really, then I've got another just thing. Really to quickly, say. I will say, <laughs> like, I will never, ever, ever, ever like let a partner set boundaries around a friendship. That's yes. like one of my rules, right? Where I'm just like, if you exactly, if you have a problem with me having these folks in my life, just always know I'll pick my friends over you. <laughs> yes. yes, just please don't ever be confused. Like, yeah, friends are because forever. I don't want you to be hurt later. Yeah, exactly, I don't want you to be hurt later. Yeah. And I actually remember the first time I was I was beginning a relationship with a partner, and they were like, they gave me that as an orientation, and I was like, you know. <laughs> Stanky face. Like, I was like, what? Like, I'm like, supposed to be your number one, crazy. right? And and then I was like, oh, no. Like, um, you know, hopefully, in the best case scenario, your partner gets to become someone who is at the level and even deeper, you know, into that friendship place, right? right? right. So then it's like, oh, you are my best friend and lover and all these other things. That's great. Yes. You know, or you have multiple people at that level. But I'm like... I think that that's one of the mis that's one of the mi great misunderstandings of our species is that the the sacred relationship is where friendship is and I you know people say that it's like oh when you're friends first and then you marry or whatever yeah. like those are the relationships that last yeah. or when you become best friends that's that's what matters it's because it's that the, Bridgerton the season one shit <laughs> exactly well that's I wasn't gonna say that but um, <laughs> you know the other piece I think that I want to throw in here is it makes me so much more choiceful as an adult in deciding about new friendships. Oh my God. So this is exactly where I have my people brain is who going. really, yes. I love, 
Of course, because you. you have such a great brain. Because <laughs> it's so much like mine. I mean, we have great we brains have together. Great brains. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's made me so choiceful. Like I'll notice when people come at me and I can feel you know, what you mentioned, like, I'm like, oh, you're going to need more communication than I have to give. You're going to need more attention than I have to right. give. Like, I just don't have it to give. And so I try to be more clear with that. And I'm like, I don't have that. Yeah. Right. Because it for me, it's very organic. Like, if, if it's moving, it moves. If it's not moving, it doesn't move. I don't question that. Right. I'm just like, it's I because because my friend dance card is so full. Yeah. Right. I'm like, if you're going to be added to this card, it has to be because you kind of fit into the culture of friendship right. <laughs> that I already have established and like that's right. going to work. There has to be ease. And then there's I'm really suspicious, right? Like I'm like, yes, you, you know, <laughs> I'm so suspicious of people, right? I'm just sort of like, look, you know, because because I also know what it's like to be on the other side, right? I'm like, do I think that Beyonce and I would be great friends? Of, of course, course I do. do. Like I, I think like in my heart of hearts that Kid Fury and I would be great friends. There's certain people yes. that I'm like, I think if we hung, hung out together, I, I, so I know this, right? So I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's certain people in the world that I'm like, I've decided in my head because I am exposed to whatever things you create right. that we're going to be friends. And so now I'm in that position where certain people have decided that with me. And I'm like, that does not mean that we're going to be friends, right. right? That means that, I'm doing my job well of showing myself <laughs> in the world, right? And that's one of the things I've chosen to do in this lifetime is be an authentic person. And I love feeling deeply connected to a lot of people. But friendship is like, mm, it has to be mutuality. I don't fuck with anything where the power dynamics are off, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, there's there's people that I look up to that I'm like, oh, that is someone I might ask to be a mentor, Right. Right. I wouldn't be like, oh, like I never just assume like with Grace, we're going to be friends, <laughs> you know, like right? she might say that. Right. But and she she did say that, you know, by the end. But it was like that wasn't the assumption I ever made. Right. It was like I was like she would be right to be suspicious of me. I'm coming to her as a follower. I'm I'm believing in her in a certain way that makes it right, right. very important that we're able to have these honest conversations. And I notice that now, right? Where if someone sits down and I have a lot of people who will come and they'll be like, hey, I want to just make a friendship offer to you. And I'm like, we can make a connection offer and we can make an acquaintance offer. And if the universe wants us to be friends, the universe will make it so, right? The universe will keep putting us in each other's proximity and space. That's, That's how my new friends had you know my like post 35 friends have come into my life is that the universe has arranged it so that we could not avoid each other and then it was so easy to slip into that space with each other right so like Sonia Renee Taylor is someone like that where it's like you know just like the universe kept being like swirl swirl orbit, swirl orbit, and it was orbit. like actually mm-hmm. I don't just want to interview you or I want to know you you're up to some really cool shit yeah. and I think it's dope and I care about what what is happening when you're not online you know, yeah. my friend Prentice is like that. Yeah. I'm like, I really care about you deeply. Right. Well, you might meet in like a setting that is like either professional or activist exactly. or whatever. But exactly. then there's, there's, but there's, there's a choice, right? And I want to name that, that it's like, you know, I think when we're younger, especially at college, it's like, okay, I was thrown together. I was on the same floor. Right. Just, right, right, we right. were in the same class, whatever. And then there's a point at which you still choose, like, we're going to keep this going. Yeah. And even if we move to other places, we're going to keep this going. And that same choicefulness, like, which I think for Bell Hooks was at the heart of love, truly at the heart of love, is like we don't fall into it. We choose yes. to, to go into the journey of love and to do the work of love. Well, yes. And this is one yes. of the things that I've been like just holding is the that the choice of like I'm choosing, I'm choosing to love you and I'm choosing to deepen friendship with you because of love. Yes. With also that experience that sometimes making a new friend literally does feel like falling in love. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've often, I've, I've often felt that way that when I'm making a new friendship, I'm just like, wow, like, you are so yes. cool and awesome. And I love the way your brain works. And I love, like, talking to you. And, like, yes. I just want to be around you all the time, you know? And, like. Do you feel attraction in that? Sometimes, like, sometimes, because I often will feel that, like, I'm like, I feel very attracted to this person, yeah. at least in that first wave, yeah. and so I'm like, I've got to let that wave yes. ride out for a little bit, so I can, yeah, tell. The, like, the, like, like, am I ovulating? Yeah. Like, what is going on? <laughs> um, 
literally what's happening. It's like, uh, do uh, I want uh, you or do I want to be your best oftentimes, friend? <laughs> and oftentimes, truly, it is biological. Like, like I'm like, oh, I'm literally yeah. just ovulating. That's what's happening. If but I wait another week, if I wait we another week, we'd be friends. But then sometimes awesome. it's also, <laughs> sometimes it's also just the like, like, like my best friend Lex and I love to talk about this about the fact that like there was like wooing of one another that happened in the early stages of our friendship yeah. because we 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 met in college and we knew each other like we had mutual friends in common who we were both close with so we like knew of each other and had yeah. like witnessed each other observed each other but like both had sort of stories about how the other person wasn't you know like well they would never want to be friends with me right Aww. and and then one night I was He's way out of my league. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Or just like, you know, that person's like too cool for school, you know, but like yes. both of us are Sagittarians. So I think part of our story, some of the story like, was like, you're literally are so yeah, cool. you literally it's are like, extremely cool. Um, and, but I remember one night, one night I, we were probably juniors at this point, um, maybe sophomores or something. I can't remember exactly. Oh no, it would have been sophomore year. I remember one night I was leaving my building um, and I was about to walk to like the music building on campus and Lex just also happened to be leaving the same building. She didn't live in it, but she was like visiting and she offered me a ride because she recognized me because we had like maybe just a month before had dinner together with our mutual friend and we get in the car and just started, you know, and then it, and it, it was it like a 10 stopped. minute ride or less than <laughs> it was like a yeah. five minute drive. And then I get out of the car and I'm like, okay she's clearly the person I'm supposed to be like friends with, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like over yeah. the, over the summer after we connected, she like sent me like mixtapes and we wrote each other letters and it was like, you know what I mean? It was like, if there was yes. something very, and there wasn't attraction, physical attraction, but there was something very romantic and very like, you know, I'm intentionally like, you know, pulling you in yes. and also letting you know that like, I want more of this, you know? Yes. And then it, yeah, and then it never did stop. And then we started making music together, which then also made it even more like boom, 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 you know? Well, um, yeah. yeah. And so now here I am in my thirties and I'm starting like post pandemic living in Minneapolis. I'm starting to kind of like, like turtle shell, yes. like come out and be like, who are, who are my people here? that aren't yes. the people I already knew when I moved here. And yes. that's been a very special experience to like, like making f new friends through my dojo and like, you know, exactly. just like figuring. Exactly. Yeah. In community. In community. Right? So first of all, I have to say, I love that experience you shared of the falling in love with Lex. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like my friendships with Danny and with Janine are both very similar. Like where it was like, I remember meeting them. I remember everything. Yeah, everything. You know, like, I'm just like, I remember everything. I remember being like, like Danny had just gotten a fresh haircut. And I was like, that's the coolest person I've ever seen in my life. Oh my and God, Danny is so That person cool. will talk to me, oh. right? Uh, <laughs> but like all of my friends, actually, that's a common trait amongst my friends is there are people who my, my first take is like way cooler than me. It was never gonna happen. Right. Like I can't imagine them spending time well, they talking to me. me. And I know. <laughs> like, which is like whatever it means, you know. But I think there's something sweet about that. That then when we land in the friendship, yeah. I'm like, I'm the luckiest person ever. Right. Like this I just get to hang out with this cool often Gemini person. <laughs> um, <Right>. and, <laughs> and I'm like, this is great for me. Um so that piece, and then I also wanted to say, oh, there was something else. Oh, I wanted to talk about our friendship. When you mentioned Aww. the music, right? Because I'm like, you know, our friendship started so young, so early in life. And like there was the sisterhood, but then there was a period of choosing, like actually we're going to be friends. Yeah. And with both you and with April, it's like this period of choosing, like not only are you my sisters, but you are, are my friends. friends. And here's what the, the, we're making this choice. And with you and I, the process of sharing our poetry, sharing our music, sharing our art with each mm -hmm. other was actually like a huge part of it. Of how we built like, our friendship. Exactly. Of how we actually built our friendship. And it has consistently been with many of my friends, one of the acts of intimacy, right? Yes. Like it's like, okay, one of the acts of intimacy is like, show me what you make in the world, yes. right? And before I'm you show, show you what, anyone else, before you show anyone else. Yeah. Right. So I want to see it. I want you to want me to see it. And I want to be vulnerable with you about how much your opinion matters to me. 
right. about this thing that I've created, right. Right? right? And I'm still the same way to this day. Like I could post something and like, you know, a thousand people are like, I love it, right? But I'm like, okay, but do my friends love but it? Do my like, friends <laughs> like it though? But do my friends see it? Do they read it? Like do they think Are they quality, even watching? Right? Exactly, right? And I laugh about this because I put out so much freaking content and my friends are often like, We can't keep up, girl, honey. We can't keep up. <laughs> we literally can't. But you know, the thing I saw was great or whatever. Um, but I have to be mindful in that. Like if I send you, you yeah. know, if I'm like, Autumn, yeah. here's a song or here's something that's like, it really matters to me that you hear this yes. and that I, I want to know what you particularly think about it. And I love... I wonder about that for other people. You know, I don't think it's always music. I think it could be other things. But I think there's something about that, the act of intimacy that's like, I want to show you something that's meaningful to me before I show anyone else. Like, this is my true self. Yes. This is something that's really important. It might be I baked something. It might right. be I wrote something. It might be here's a communication I'm going to have with one of my parents or something. Yeah. And how it gets held, right? That it's like, this is kind of the most sacred aspect of you that you're showing me. Right, and right. I'm going to hold it as a sacred offering from you. And to me, that's when like friendship elevates to the holy, the the holy mm. connection, right? And that holy connection, you know, I think that's what we're here on earth to cultivate and to proliferate as much as we can. Um, mm. And I, I feel it like I'm so grateful for you in my life. I'm so grateful. Like I've really noticed how valuable how precious yeah the relationships of friendship are to it's me it's so deep like i'm like mm, it's so deep and it's like I need my friends and yeah and mm-hmm. i i feel the same way i totally like our friendship is i mean in addition to us being sisters like our friendship is one of the absolute most important relationships in my life like top five and yeah. i would have definitely been pissed if i didn't get to be your friend yeah right like in life, awkward. I've been like, wait, autumn's out there. Yeah. And, I just, we're not friends. Like, <laughs> and like, yeah, like similar to what you're saying about the intimacy of sharing what we create. Like I do, I always think of you as my first reader, you know, mm-hmm. like the first audience mm-hmm. of like the risks that I'm taking. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and of course with the sister dynamic, sometimes that can get complicated because then I'm also like, you know, you're my older sister and like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, like, I mean, are you going to prove, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. there's that dynamic. But although I feel like mostly we do a really, really good job of like, um, of like balancing the places where I am like, no, I do need your approval or yes. like the places where I'm, I just wanted you to- right. Where I'm like, oh no, I, I just want you to see this as a peer. Like, tell me as a peer, what do you think? Um, That's right. but yeah, it's like, it is this it is this deep place to me where I'm like in some of my lowest moments and it's not always the closest friends, right? It's like like I, I again yeah. I remember this going through my divorce that I had like I had an inner circle and an outer circle of folks that I was relying on, right? To help me survive the nightmare that I was living through. And the inner yep. circle were people who knew everything that was happening as it was happening. <laughs> and then yes. there was a second ring of support, basically, where the people who I was like, maybe once a month I'm getting on like an hour or two hour long call with you yep. to like, and I'm bringing you up to speed or I'm, ask, I'm asking your advice on something very specific related to like this legal proceeding or whatever. Exactly. And, yeah. But it's like the, the way that a friend uniquely can say something to you that will change the trajectory of your whole life. You know what I mean? Like, I remember in the final throes of my marriage when I was still trying to save my marriage. I remember going for a long walk with a friend who was one of my few friends who had been through a divorce because I didn't know many people who had been through a divorce. And she was one of the few people I knew who had, and we had known each other for many years. And I remember asking her, when will I know that it's time to let go? When will I know? Because right now I just can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. And she said, Autumn, one day you will just know and it will be so clear and there will be no going back for you. But like one day it's like you can't force it, but when it happens, you will be clear. And she was so right. So there was a, there was a way that it helped me relax both yes. both inside that moment and also later it's continued to help me relax because 
the lesson that I've been able to continue going back to in my life is like, I can yes. trust my inner knowing and my, cause my friends, they trust yes. my inner knowing, right? right? So I can trust my inner knowing and be like, all right, bitch, it's, un- it's unclear and confusing right now, but your yes. body will let you know. You'll know. Cause so-and-so said so. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I remember, I remember the reverberations of that conversation mm-hmm. and I remember in in your life, in my life, I remember just so many moments where it's like, girl, a friend just got me together. Yeah. One thing about me, I told my friend and she got, she me, got together, me together. Okay. <laughs> and I am now together and now I know what the hell to now do know what or to not do. do. Yeah, yes, yes, and, yes. You know, there's something about I recently had a friend who I was like, you know, I was like, did you see me? Did you see what I was up to? You know, like, <laughs> did you see this thing that I was doing? And my friend was like, yeah, but I trust you to make the right mistakes for you too, Ooh, right? Like, Charlie. and it's just like, those are the lessons. Like you're learning the lessons that you need to learn. And even as you're learning them, I can hear in the way you're communicating. I can hear in the questions you're asking. I can hear in the way you're thinking about it. You're learning, yeah. right? And our job in this lifetime is not to be bumper bumper things you know mm-hmm. to be what do you, what do you call rails. those um like guardrails yeah mm-hmm. bumper rails on each other's lives and keep each other from feeling anything is to be like i see you i see you going in the gutter if you're going in the gutter i see you mm-hmm. knocking it out and getting a strike if you get a strike like whatever it is i'm right here i'm witnessing you and i'm always it's like i'm the machine's always going to bring you back to me right <laughs> it's like when you yeah. come back i'm going to be so excited to hold you again like i love you Tell me what happened, yeah. right? And I don't know if the bowling metaphor quite works, but I do oh, know that's that what it, the machine was. Okay, got it. I was like, thanks. I can't. I was like, I, I was to- gonna just act like I was following. But what I love about what you said is that <laughs> is that sense of like, you know, a true friend will never let you be in danger, but exactly. they also won't stop you from experiencing your life, yes. right? Like that's that's, that's what, what I'm hearing and what you're saying. Yes, and I feel like. Um, when, you know, my tendency, and I think a lot of us is like, oh, I was living my life and now I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. <laughs> right. And I, I have such good friends because they're like, oh no, girl, like there's nothing to be ashamed about. Look how brave you were. Yeah. Look how much of your heart you put into it. I remember going through a breakup once and one of my dear friends was like, everything you just experienced, that was yours. You just learned so much about how you love. Mm -hmm. Bang on. That's awesome, right? And it was just so wonderful to receive that. And it's helped me through every kind of transition in my life that I'm like, oh, there's no failure. I was learning. I was living into this and I was brave. And look, I did this differently than I've ever done it before. And like, wow, my friends make me feel like I'm doing great at life. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. I know we have to lay it down here. Um, but yes, gosh, sibling. I love talking about friendship. Me too. And I love, I want to just, I think before we let go, I want before to encourage I let our, go. <laughs> I want to encourage our listeners to tell Beyonce to be my friend. No, I want to <laughs> encourage our listeners. <laughs> don't scratch it. No, I want to encourage happy. our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, but do you know what's so funny is literally I have avoided every opportunity to meet her ever. So it's not a, it's real, not a thing. real thing. I don't want to meet her. No. I, I need you to le- just yeah. forget we had Ignore this talk. All my podcast friends. What just happened. Go okay. Ahead. The thing I want to invite y'all to do is if there are people in your life who are your dear friends, right? And you haven't made sure that they know just how important they are to you. If you might have let them drift a little far or whatever it is, like, Don't be scared to romantically woo them back. Don't be scared to make massive declarations. One of the ways that most of my close friends, like once it got cemented in, was that I started doing this gratitude practice every year where I would just send like love notes to my friends of like, thank you so much for being my friend. Here's what you brought to my life this year. And it just like, you know, I don't have to do it all the time now. It was something that was like, I just need you to understand how important your existence is to my existence. Like, I don't care what else you accomplish in the world. You have been such an excellent friend to me. And I think especially coming out of COVID, every time I see my friends now, I'm just like, I'm so fucking glad you made it this far. You are so important to Mm -hmm. me. Like, it's just a preciousness that I want us to be so much more bombastic in how we celebrate and uplift our friendships to their face. Mm. Mm 
So let's do it. And on that note, as we make yes. our transition into top culture, let's hear a little bit of listener audio. Um, let's let's oh, yeah. let's listen to another one of our. We've got so many of these beautiful messages from listeners describing um, what love feels like. So let's just bring in one more voice. Here is beloved survivor Rosemarie Wagner. I grew up on the ocean and we would just spend, you know, all day at the beach and I would be there with my friends when we were kids, like I guess parents were somewhere nearby. And we would just be out in the ocean for hours together, standing like right where the waves are crashing at like our hips or our waist. And you'd just be standing next to your friend talking 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 and the waves would be crashing right in your faces and you'd be like talk 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 crash wave salt water in the face and then the second that you're able to come up then you just keep talking like it didn't happen and just spending hours like that and not always talking of course but just being together feeling the waves crash and crash and staying in that salt water and getting so burnt and crispy and dehydrated and um that's what love feels like loving and being loved it's this undoing this disassembling and also this being done in and this constructing of yourself. Ah, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> fan fantastic. So oh, fan fantastic. Oh, wow. Oh, my I God. I love it when that happens and it's an accident. It's the best. Okay, time for our top culture segment. Awesome. I'll go first. You go first. Um, well, actually, maybe you should go first because – well, no, I'm going to go first. Okay. So you're my top culture, Autumn. Damn it! You took mine! <laughs> <laughs> Tell the people. Oh, my God. So last – yesterday. Last yesterday. Yesterday. Um, Autumn <laughs> – Yesterday. Oh, my God. So last day, Autumn sent me – That's a whole word. <laughs> That's a whole word and a t-shirt and a vibe. So <laughs> last day, Autumn sent me a song that she's been working on. And she has been part of the songwriting class. Autumn's been an incredible songwriter forever, like our whole lives, mm -hmm. an incredible poet, musician, all of that. And she's been like hinting and teasing that she's like, I'm, I'm making music with this friend. I'm making with music with this friend, right? <laughs> and I'm always like, I want to hear that music that you're making with your friend. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So finally, yesterday, she sends me just her a video of her looking into the camera, playing the freaking piano, singing a song that she wrote. And mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. am ugly crying by the end of it. It's striking all the chords, right? It's hitting all the places that need to be hit for me. <laughs> what a pop song, what a mu what music should do. I was like, I want a whole musical of just this. <laughs> I want to do work with you. It's so, your voice sounds incredible. The music is incredible. The fact that you can do both at once is incredible. The lyrics are genius oh, i can't wait for God. the whole world to hear it so it's you. so 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 good and so then i just what i do when i like <laughs> it, I was like okay now i have to just listen to it on repeat <laughs> so i've been listening to it basically for 24 hours and <laughs> i think it's the best song of all time <laughs> um so that's my top culture oh my is God, I love your so much. um as yet unreleased song and um I was also going to mention this artist named Vesper, but I'm not even going to because I just want to stick with one thing. I love you. Ow. Oh, my God. It's so, it's so funny because I was going to like, I was basically going to say that my top culture was like myself because I'm finally, because I'm finally, I feel like I'm finally blossoming as a songwriter you know like yes. I've never felt confidence in my songwriting ever I never and I never really identified oh, as wow. a songwriter you know but the shifts That's the so there's there's like internal shifts that have been happening in yeah. that and, and I mean there's external shifts always but there's major spiritual work that's been happening inside of me that has like it. yeah made it possible now for a lot of stuff to be happening and for me to also feel a sense of like 
clarity and confidence that what is coming through me is the truth, right? And sister, I've never seen that look on your face. Like I've known you since you were born (laughs) and the look on your face, like the confidence with which you were singing your song and just like leaning into it and giving into it. I've never seen that look on your face. I can't, that's why I can't stop watching the video because I'm like, you know what Ibeyi said? They were like, I just want everyone to see this face. Like I was just like, I need everyone to see this face. Like it's just a different face. You were just like, I feel, I feel different inside. I do feel different inside. And I have to say like, so so the, the songwriting class that I took, the person who was teaching the songwriting class, her, the musician, her said that like. One of the things that you think about in songwriting is that like the thing that feels most personal and true and specific to your life is the thing that is going to be most impactful and meaningful to people, to other people who listen. So like the more specific you can get about your experience, oddly, the more relevant it feels to other people. And I felt that in your response to the song, you know what I mean? The like, oh, wow, I was really telling the truth. I was obviously yes. really telling the truth in this song. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, more more to come. <laughs> I'm so excited. I am so excited. And I do, I mean, I can't wait for your album. And I do want to figure out our musical project that we're going to do together because that feels inevitable. Um, and, and many albums to come. I do want to drop the name Vesper in the show notes just so people go listen to this incredible yeah. singer. I got to see perform right before serpent with feet it was like right before serpent blowing. fire no serpent with feet serpent fire <laughs> feet. serpent slither um yes get us out of okay. here get okay. us out of okay. here thanks for listening to our show the best show on the internet <laughs> we are on twitter and instagram at end of the world pc and we're also on facebook at end of the world show you, 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 and you can make a sustaining donation to our show by visiting our page at patreon.com slash into the world show. Another incredible thing you can do to help our show sustain itself is to write us a review on Apple Podcasts or other places. Thank you. If you don't like it, don't mention it. Keep our name out your mouth. How to Survive the End of the World is produced and edited by the incomparable Zach Rosen and transcribed by Jess Pinkham and our guest transcription artist for the summer, Sarah Rubbins Breen. Music for today's show comes from Tunde Alaniran and Mother Cyborg. We are going to go swim, enjoy the rest of the summer, take a little break, and we'll be back in your ears next month. We love y'all. Be a friend. Yes, be a friend. Mm-hmm.